This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, welcome to Profoundly Pointless. My name is Nick Vinzant. Coming up in this episode, organization and the top five things it's impossible to look cool while doing. You have to completely empty the space in order to start from from scratch. And why I do that and why most organizers do that is that you need to see every single thing that was in there. You need to touch everything. You need to decide if it is something that you absolutely love. My goal is to help you set up systems, you know, in your home that are going to be lasting and it's going to change the way you feel about your home and the way you use your home. Less is more. Um, you know, we live in a world here in the States where it's just consumption, 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 and everybody just wants more and more and more. But that doesn't bring them happiness. So what it does is creates anxiety. I want to thank you guys so much. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, share. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. So I recently saw this study, and I don't mean that like I'm smart. I accidentally came across it while looking at Game of Thrones memes. But I saw this study and it said that one of the keys to success, however you define success, is to have a strategy and to be organized. Our first guest is an expert at organization. She's a professional organizer that operates out of McKinney, Texas, which is right next to Dallas. She's the founder of Neat Freak McKinney. This is professional organizer Lisa Trigstedt. So how did you get started being a professional organizer? Well, that's a fun story. So my whole life, I've been organ an organized person. I'm the oldest of seven. And I grew up with a lot of responsibility given to me as the oldest. And I think naturally, I just was an organized person. So it all came naturally to me. And then fast forward to my adult years, um, after I had kids. I was helping friends organize their homes. They would come to my house and they would open my refrigerator and be like, what in the world? And so <laughs> to me, that was just a natural thing to do. So my daughter went off to college in 2006 and I just felt heartbroken. My little nest was flying away and, and life as I knew it was, was changing. And at that time I was a teacher and I just really didn't have a heart to be teaching full-time anymore, and my friends encouraged me to start 
an organization or an organization business. And my, I'm so busy. I can't even keep up with my own schedule and I no longer teach. This is just my full-time business and I absolutely love it. When you first started out, did people have any idea what this was or did you kind of have to convince people or was this something that people were looking for and they didn't know it existed? Well, it wasn't really like I looked it up and there there were a couple of professional organizers in Dallas, but it was more of it was like, let me help you move and get unpacked. But the, the idea of a professional organizer was very kind of unknown. But my friends were just so encouraging because they saw the results that I, you know, what I could do for them and, and my, in my own home that we just kind of, they just kind of just said, let's just try it. And so I did. And I called myself just neat freak back then. And, um, but yeah, between 2006 and 2017, things changed dramatically. Now, do you like to be organized or do you feel a need to be organized? Like, is it just essentially who you are? Uh, it's both. I, it, it's just in, 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 inside of me. It is just the way my brain works. It's the way that I function better when my home is organized, when my thoughts are organized, when my kitchen and pantry, I just feel feel like that is just ingrained in me. It's just who I am. So when you go into a client's house or a location or wherever and you start organizing, like where do you start? What's the first thing that you're going to do? So before I actually go into the home, I have a phone call or an in-person consultation. Now with COVID, it's, I do a lot of FaceTime consultations. Um, and we talk about exactly what space that they want to start in. And I, I kind of get an idea of how they're feeling about the space, their anxiety level, what they want to achieve. And so by the time I actually get to their home, I have a pretty good idea of what I'm going to be working on. And so when, when, when I come into their home and let's just take a pantry, for instance, and we go to the pantry and I ask them the general questions, what do you love about it? What's not working? How do you envision it? Um, and then after they answer all those questions, we just get started. And the number one, the first thing I do is we remove every single thing, whether it's a pantry, a closet, a garage, we take every single thing out. Like out of the house entirely? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> um, if I'm in the pantry, we take it all out of the pantry oh. and put it in. Uh, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just chuck the whole house and start from scratch. That's pretty organized. Yeah. Just put it on the front yard and burn it. No. <laughs> uh, I, I take it out of the pantry. We put it on the island or the kitchen table and the counters, and we sort through it. But, but yes, you have to completely empty the space in order to start from, from scratch. And why I do that and why most organizers do that is that you need to see every single thing that was in there. You need to touch everything. You need to decide if it is something that you absolutely love, if it's something that you absolutely want to keep, if it's something that you absolutely use. Um, and if you can't answer those questions with a yes, then I come back and say, you know, we try to figure out why they're holding on to something that doesn't necessarily bring them joy and happiness. And so there's just a, it really is a system that I go through with every single space. It's just a formula and it works and it makes people at first when I tell them I'm going to take everything out their eyes, like, like you said, they bug out. They're like, what? And, um, 
but once they see it all out, they are amazed. If I had a dime for every or a dollar every time somebody said, "How come I? How do I have five of this?" I would be I would be rich because people buy things because they don't see that they already have them or. You know, just like in a closet, when I group all your black shirts together, they're like, oh, my word, I do not need to ever buy another black shirt again. So that's kind of why I do that. If you were to put a percentage on it, let's say, like what percentage of the amount of stuff that somebody has do they actually need or use? Are we talking like half, 10%? Like how much stuff does somebody actually usually end up keeping? Well, it varies. So I was, let's just take a woman's closet. So it's usually they wear 20% of what they have, or they love 20% of what they have. Um, in a pantry, obviously that percentage is going to be higher, 75, 25, 75, they keep 25 there. They find appliances in it that they still has the price tag on it from their wedding gifts, you know, things like that. But it does vary from space to space. It depends on how personal you're getting like, obviously in a closet, it's very personal. You, you know, we like to shop, but we don't always love how it looks when, when it's on us and, you know, we fluctuate weight and then we, we love an item and then we end up hating it. Or my, the, my biggest thing is don't buy it just because it's on sale. You know, I used to be that way. Oh, it's a bargain. I'm going to buy it. But then I, I didn't love it. It didn't, I didn't like the way it, it looked on me or I didn't like the way it made me feel. And so all those questions go into each space but it does vary from space to space so are you organizing people's stuff or are you kind of organizing the people behind the stuff yes i'm actually touching and organizing their stuff but at the same time the teacher comes out in me and I automatically, you know, during the conversation of, of the time that I'm there in their home, we're talking and then they're kind of asking me questions and they kind of see how I'm putting it back in and how I create zones in every single space. And so I'm also teaching them because I don't feel like I would be fully doing my job if I have to come back every three months to quote, clean it up. You know, I'm not a cleaning lady. I'm an organizer. And my goal is to help you set up systems, you know, in your home that are going to be lasting and it's going to change the way you feel about your home and the way you use your home. Hey, do you have like an overall philosophy in terms of organization? Yes. Yes. Less is more. Um, you know, we live in a world here in the States where it's just consumption, 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 and everybody just wants more, more, more. But that doesn't bring them happiness. So what it does is creates anxiety because they have so much junk and crap that they don't use that they it just overwhelms them. And then they get frustrated and then, you know, their bank accounts, their credit cards are charged up. and But not, not, nothing that they're buying is making them happy. So my philosophy is always... Less is more. If you, I would rather have, you know, 10 shirts that I wear all the time than a hundred pretty shirts that I never wear. And so that's the kind of the philosophy I try to teach my clients is don't bring it into your home unless something else goes out. So it's the one in one out rule. And if you live with less, it really does make you feel happier. It's, it's proven. It's, true. My clients come back and tell me after the fact, oh my word, you were right. So that those are kind of my philosophy, philosophies. Less is more. Simplify your space. Um, and one in, one out rule. 
worst house you ever walked into? What did it look like? Oh, well, I, 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 I don't kiss and tell. I, I, my clients trust me with their homes, but, um, there's a show on TV that <laughs> it was a hoarder house, basically. Right? Yes, yes, okay. and so I mean, and it makes me feel sad, and I'm laughing because I'm nervous, but um, it really was a sad situation. They'd had an illness in the family, and life, as you know, had just kind of turned upside down on them, and it just was like it snowballed. Like they they didn't want to live that way. It just kind of happened. And so it took them a long time to be able to ask somebody for help. And to me, that was the biggest step, especially for these families that I help in that, that type of situation is asking for help and then them trusting me. And so those situations are very different. You know, I do a ton of Pinterest, you know, the Pinterest pantry where everything looks beautiful, but on those situations and with those families, it's a lot deeper and the emotions are deeper and uh, it takes a lot longer and I have to just, you know, go slow and we do a lot of talking and we do a lot of assessing and there's a lot of emotions involved, usually a lot of tears. And, but, you know, I feel very equipped to help those people. I feel like it's a natural gift for me. And so I can, you know, slow down the process because I'm normally just like a go-getter, but in those situations, I just really slow down. But I mean, there's a reason that those houses get that way, but I have a, a, a great success story with a client in that same situation. So I was there like six days in a row. Their kids had gone off to camp. Um, so it was just mom and dad at home. And then the kids came home the last two days that I were, I was there and we ended up having a family meeting. They asked me to conduct a family meeting and I ran into that same family, believe it or not, at the container store two years later, and they saw me across the store, and they were like, Lisa, Lisa, come here, and they were so excited to see me, and they showed me, because I had given them homework to do after I left, because I got everything kind of set up, but there were still some other things that they had to deal with. They had finished all their homework. They had showed me pictures. Um, they were so excited, and that, you know, here two years later, their lives were changed, and they were able to maintain it, and just the happiness on their face was just so rewarding. I mean, there's obviously a huge difference between somebody whose house is like, oh, you've got too much stuff and somebody who, oh, you have, you have a serious, like there's, there's a problem here and we need yeah. to get you help. Hardest room to organize, easiest room to organize. Okay. That's a good question. Again, it depends on the client. Um, I would say probably, the hardest room, I'm going to say, and this is just weird to say, but I'm going to say it's a guest room because what happens with most people's guest rooms is they put all the stuff that they don't want to deal with into the guest room. It's like a room that doesn't get used very often. The closets, you're usually stuffed with memorabilia, things that grandma have given them, passed down from you know generations and things that they don't really want, but they they can't get rid of. So it always gets into the junk room or the storage room. Um, and so those take a little bit longer because we have to sift through so many 
things that have memories attached to them. Um, garages can be one of those places as well that, you know, oh, we don't want to deal with it now. We're just going to shove it in the garage. Um, and so when I do a garage, there's usually a lot of that too, where again, I'm taking everything out and I make a pile of things that I'm like, okay, this really doesn't belong in the garage. Let's talk about why it's in the garage or this really doesn't belong in your guest room. Let's talk about why it ended up in your guest room. And the answer is always the same. Well, my mom gave it to me and when she comes to visit I have to put it out or you know my somebody in my family passed away and it was theirs and it makes me feel guilty to get rid of it and and I always ask the same question well if if you loved this person and they gave you something they they would want you they would want you to love and enjoy it and if if they're no longer here they're not going to know that it, that you're getting rid of it and especially if you're not using it so those are kind of I would say the harder situations and some master closets get that way as well. Um, the easiest room for me, my favorite, is a pantry. I love pantries. I love to make them look pretty. I love to treat them as an extension of the kitchen, as another room. I like to decorate in there. And so give me a pantry. I could do it in my sleep. What is the most important room to be, to have organized? Like if you're going to – you're only going to do – you can only pick one room. You got to have this one and then everything else – is secondary to having that room organized? So for me, and again, this varies, but for me, it's the kitchen. The kitchen is has always been the heart of my home. It's where you start your mornings. It's where you end your, your days um, and family meals around the table. You know, kids are making their lunches. You're spending your Saturday mornings there having coffee with fr friends and family, whatever. I'll, if you're going to pick one room to get completely organized, I would say starting your kitchen and pantry, and then it will just trickle down from there. You're going to love it so much that you're going to want to have organization in every single room in your home. Best way to organize, by color, alphabetically, or by size? Well, that depends. So if we're talking spices, I prefer to al you know, organize alphabetically. If we're talking books, you know, my husband and I will differ. He has a ton of books and he likes to organize them like the library does. But I prefer to organize them in color, in the rainbow. Um, I, I think they look prettier and I just think they're aesthetically pleasing that way. Uh, if it's a closet, definitely I organize by color and by style um what were the other what was the other topic you said or the other choice color alphabetically or size okay so yeah i say color and alphabetical are the biggest ones for me we'll put a link to your instagram page on the rss feed for this podcast i saw the one of your instagram posts that has the books organized by color at first i was like oh that's too much and then I looked at it again. I was like, oh, that looks pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Like I said, I used to be a teacher. And in my classroom, I would have them color-coded. And it, the kids kept it that way. They thought it was really fun. There's white books, and, you know, and then here's where the white book goes. But, like, you know, my husband's, a, you know, a student, and he uses all of his books for research. And so for him, he has to have them um, 
you know, uh, done by like the library. And he uses this really cool app called library thing. And so if I, and it's very, it's a, I love it. It's a great organizational tool. So if I asked him, Hey honey, where's that, where's this book? He can look on his app and say, okay, go up in my office. It's the third shelf down second, second bookcase over like right in the middle. Like he can tell me exactly where all of his books go. So it, like I always tell my clients, it has to work for you, not necessarily me. So even in my own home, it's done two ways, but, but, it, but it works. And that's the key is what works best for you. Best organizing container, Tupperware or something else? Oh, not Tupperware. <laughs> um, I love the OXO brand, the Pop Tops, but if you're going to pick one container to to organize, it's going to be a Lazy Susan. And they make so many amazing Lazy Susans right now. They have them with dividers in them so you can, you know, stack things up. But I have Lazy Susans in every single room in my house, and I use them in every single client's home. Um, Whether it's a shelf up high in your garage that has chemicals out of the reach for kids, you can twirl that Lazy Susan and get the chemicals down without having to go get a ladder. Nothing gets lost in the back because it stays contained in that little rounder. Um, I use it for everything. That, that's my number one. If you're going to pick an, an organizer, pick a Lazy Susan. Let's get, let's get controversial. Who okay. is, who's more disorganized, men or women? <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to have to say women. I mean, most of my clients are women and they're the ones that hire me, and when I go into the spaces, I, I mean, I do organize for men, and I do organize master closets. I have both, but I, I'm going to have to say women. Sorry, girls. Is that on an average, or is there just some that are, like, so disorganized that they kind of skew the average? Probably that. They probably uh, – uh, 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 I don't know. It's hard to tell. I mean, like, it's hard for me because, I mean, 98% of the people who hire me are women. And so they're the ones that I'm going into their homes and organizing. So that's why I feel like it's women. I mean, in my house, it's not me. I'll say that. But <laughs> Well, I mean, they tend to have more stuff, right? Like I do feel as speaking for the male population, like we just have less stuff. So it's easier for us. This is true. So, yes, in a master bathroom, I will spend the majority of the time organizing her makeup. And then I go to his, you know, sink and there's three items. And so, yes, I, I would say and I, on an average, really and truly, I really believe it's women that are more, more disorganized. How often do you get a phone call after you've done with a client saying they can't find something? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well... A couple I've had, but they were friends of mine, and they were teasing me. I, I went and organized one of my friend's pantry when I very first started, and her husband called me and said he couldn't find his underwear. And I said, well, it definitely is not in the pantry. So, <laughs> um, But if I always tell my clients when I'm done, I'll say, if you can't find something, text me. And so I've had a couple of those or a couple of, where did we put that again? And I'll answer them. But yeah, but for the most part, I, I do a walkthrough after with the client. And so they, they kind of pretty much know. And I also label everything. So usually if they can't find it, they see the label and they're like, ah, that's where it is. What thing in someone's house will make a professor, professional organizer's eye twitch? 
Um, when they try to buy their own bins or baskets or containers, I've come, I, I've, I've had people hire me and they're like, Oh, I'm, I already have all the bins and baskets that you'll need. And I get there and I'm like, Oh, why did you do this? And so, uh, because number one, they don't always fit. They don't match. I like everything to be aesthetically pleasing. So I, I don't like mismatched bins. I don't like mismatched hangers. So I always tell my clients, especially if they tell me that, I will say, well, I'm going to bring some stuff as well. And if you don't, if I don't use what you have, hopefully they can return it or use it somewhere else. But, you know, if my name's on the line, I try to, you know, I try to bring my, the pro- I always bring the products that I know will work best. But they'll, and when I talk to all my organizer friends, I, I think that's what they always just like, oh, my even word, how, yeah, they don't like it when you ha- go out and try to buy your own product. In life, what are you most disorganized about? Oh, okay. That's a good one. So for me, it's my digital pictures. <laughs> I take a ton of pictures. I love pictures and I, I have them somewhat organized, but it's like, you know, the, the cobbler kids never had any shoes for me. It's like that when I come home, the last thing I want to do is organize the pictures on my computer. But over the quarantine, I did get all of my hard copy pictures organized, which was a huge thing on my to-do list that I just never had time to do. So I'm getting there slowly, but yes, my, my, my photos on my computer definitely need help. Last question for me. Do you think that people, your clients, can really change? Like, can you become an organized person? Or are you going to see these clients again, whether it's three months or a year later? 100% people can change. I, I and, and I say, if there's a will, if they really want it, and they're and they're asking for help. I mean, the chances are that they're they're sick and tired of the way they're living, and so they want to change. And my sister in law, I mean, by her own admission, was not an organized person. Didn't grow up organized. Um, you know, for a long time in her marriage, she wasn't organized, and she didn't even know what. Or- I mean, she was clean and everything was cute and clean, but it wasn't organized. And then she read the Marie Kondo book, The Life Changing you know, Magic of Tidying Up, and that book changed her life. And so she now, I mean, is beyond organized, and she taught herself. So definitely, you can change. And my clients, you know, I'm so proud of them. I, you know, I do a lot of repeat jobs. Like I have a client that I'll, I'll come and start in their kitchen and pantry. And then they're like, okay, next I want you to come and do this room. And then I do this room and pretty soon I've done their whole house. So every time I go back to a repeat client, I always go peek. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go peek in your pantry. And I mean, I mean, I would say 90% of it, the time, it's it's not like I would have it. It's not pristinely perfect, but it's still, the, the systems are still completely set up and the systems are working. So for me, that shows that, number one, I've done my job properly. Number two, they are they really are working the systems that I have in place. And three, they really desired to change. So yes, definitely people can can learn to be and stay organized. Have you ever gone too far though? Like you've been like, okay, this is, I've organized this too much, right? Like the books in color, but they're also alphabetical by the author's (laughs) birth country or something like I've, I've gone too far here. Have you ever done that? 
My husband will say yes. Uh, of course, I'm going to say no. And I mean, nothing is ever too organized. But I'm sure if you interviewed my husband, he would just be laughing at that question. So I, I'm going to say no. I mean, nothing can ever be too organized. But I do get a lot of eye rolls when I show my own space. And if I show the before and after, I will get a ton of direct messages of people saying, oh, my even word. Like, really? Your before is like my perfect after. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I get a lot of eye rolls on that. For And when I show my own home, but. Are nothing they, to me. Nothing can be overly organized. <laughs> are they secretly jealous? Eye rolls, though. I feel like they're secretly jealous. Eye rolls. I think so. I think so. I mean, I'm just going to say that. Yes, I think they're secretly jealous. <laughs> That's really all the questions I have. What's coming up next for you? How can people get a hold of you? Well, I have been doing a ton of virtual sessions during the quarantine, and I, I like I said, I live in in a suburb of Dallas, Texas. So Texas has kind of opened up a little bit more than the rest of the country. And so during the quarantine, my virtual sessions went crazy. And I even had sessions in the UK. It was amazing to meet people all over the United States and in Canada and the UK. Um, and so I'm, I'm still doing those. I, and now that I'm back into people's homes, I still am saving one day a week to do virtual sessions. But you can find me at neatfreakmckinney.com on Instagram at Neat Freak McKinney, on Facebook and Pinterest at Neat Freak McKinney. I want to thank Lisa so much for joining us. If you want to connect with her, we have linked to her on our social media accounts. We're profoundly pointless on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we've also included information about how to contact her on the RSS feed that's on this podcast. If you check out your her Instagram, there's like organization that most people think is organized. And then there's her level of organization, which is a whole nother level. It's one of those things where you're like, wow, that is that. All right. That's, that's pretty impressive, honestly. Okay. Now let's go ahead and give John Shaw a call. Hey there, buddy. Do you have any sort of plan for your life? Do I have any plans for my life? Uh, other than to raise my kids, hopefully decent? No, not really. You don't have any other kind of broader goal, I want to do this, anything like that? No, I mean, not really. I, I, I've i kind of learned that planning only gets you so far. I mean, I, I'm going to put in the work in what I do. Like, I'm going to work at my job, right? And if it comes, it comes. But, like, in terms of wanting to, say, like, be the president of this company or do this or that, uh, I don't – I mean, I have short-term goals, but in terms of a plan for, like, life – I'm just kind of going with the punches. Yeah, I kind of do that too. But I also feel like maybe that's not the best approach. That oh, you God, have to no, have probably not, no. No, it probably isn't. But there's also, I don't look at something and be like, wow, I really want to, you know what I want to do? I really want to do this. I'm definitely a short-term goal person. I, I don't really think about the next five or ten years. Now, my wife is completely different, and that's great. Uh, but for me... I'm just I'm not I'm not that kind of person professionally or personally. Well, I think it shows and uh, most of what I do in life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you generally seem to have no clue what's going on. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate that. Um, what are your short-term like, goals? Just uh, just to get through the week, so to speak. Uh, 
make sure that my daughters are still breathing. I haven't passed away from a heart attack and you know, we can pay the, we can pay the bills that are due. That's, that's all I'm kind of focused on. Wow. That is, uh, that is setting the bar high. Basically don't <laughs> die. It's essentially <laughs> your goal I mean, for the week. That's, that's, that's I mean, good. No, to be honest, to, to give like a, a, a not funny answer, it's just the world is changing so much every day right now that I don't know what the hell tomorrow is going to look like. So I'm really just trying to keep it. I think like everybody, I'm just trying to keep it straight. What was your goal as a little kid that in hindsight seems incredibly stupid? Uh, probably to be a professional athlete. Yeah, I I remember writing down at some point that I wanted to be taken second in the NBA draft, and I'm five eight and three quarters and can touch the backboard, and so that was never ever going to happen. <laughs> yeah, like I thought I was a pretty decent baseball player, uh, but I played first base, and now looking at it. There is not one first baseman in any professional league in the world, I bet, that is under six foot that is right-handed. Like, you know, you're usually left-handed and tall to be a first baseman at the professional level. Wow. I can't believe how much I suddenly didn't care about your explanation as for why. Like, oh, I almost, like, I almost passed out. Let's see. What, what else as a kid did I want to do? Uh, I, I, I always wanted to have a, this huge house, like this party house. Well, now that I'm older, I don't want to, you know, I wouldn't want to pay the taxes per year on a $10 million mansion, even if I had the money, probably. It's you know, just not worth it. You know what I wanted? I wanted like a big house with different rooms filled with different kinds of products. Like I wanted a candy room. And then I wanted like a soda room and then I wanted a trampoline room that you could bounce up into the next floor. Like that was really the only goal of mine that I would say as a kid that, you know what, if I had a billion dollars, I'd probably still do that and have my own like, this is the trampoline room. This is the bounce house room. And this is the room where we keep the snacks. And this is the room where we keep the soda. Like I would do that. That would actually be pretty badass. Like, just the thought of a trampoline room is getting me like kind of hyped up right now. You're going to tell me, like, wait, if you were going to make a trampoline room, though, would you just make the floor the trampoline so that you could bounce up into the second level? Or would you make the walls trampoline, too? Yeah, I probably would make them padded so, like, you could jump into them and, like, bounce off. I probably wouldn't make them well, – well, I guess you could do that with a trampoline bottom too i suppose i still think i would go pat it on the walls and the trampoline on the bottom i think that's i think that's the better choice right because if you had trampoline floor and trampoline walls then you're just going to shoot yourself all over the place like one of those rubber balls (laughs) i mean maybe somebody like you let's be honest somebody with my build is not going to go very far (laughs) or get launched into the fucking stratosphere (laughs) (laughs) let me just say if anyone has had a trampoline they would know what i'm talking about but you, you know, you, you you have two people on the side of somebody, and you like bounce it, and you make them go really high. Yeah, I was never in the middle ever. Well, I mean, the structural integrity of the trampoline <laughs> probably couldn't withstand it. What was the coolest trick you could do on a trampoline? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh in typical chubby kid style, I, I would try to do a uh, a backflip or a front flip. But it would end up turning out to be like like a side barrel roll. <laughs> you just you really just kind of fell over and turned. It really oh, wasn't man. any flipping whatsoever. I I'm pretty sure 
I tell or I've told people I could do a backflip on a trampoline, and I'm I'm quite positive I never actually got over, not even close to getting over. Like even over the top of your head, or you like you couldn't even rotate 180 degrees. Yeah, I mean, like I, you know, I would, I would, I would get ready, I would jump backwards, and then I would always like end up stiffening out in midair, just land on my back. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. if I'm just gonna put this out there, if someone has not told you to get off a trampoline and stop doing that, you have never really been on a trampoline because you've got to put yourself in some sort of physical jeopardy to really be able to say that you used a trampoline. I mean, I, I will say this. I had a trampoline growing up, and uh, we used to backyard wrestle a lot. And one time, I accidentally threw my friend Shane Hall off of the trampoline into our fence, and he ended up having to go to the emergency room. So, sorry, Shane, all these years later. but uh, yeah. <laughs> And another great act of parenting by Papa Shaw. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was, uh, it was good times back then, man. I got me thinking about trampolines though that sounds like a great time I'd even so, though i think i think now i'd rather have like a jacuzzi room in my house i'd go get a trampoline right now we will go get it right now fun <laughs> as hell mean, you're probably going to with your your two little ones growing up yeah no we go to those little those big no one cares what uh, are you ready <laughs> what's your thing i care uh yeah let's do it let's get some shout outs uh um, a lot of a lot of girls uh, chiming in this week on the social media, uh, profoundly pointless social media. So keep it up. Um, let's start here. We'll throw it out there. Be athlete. more awkward with women. Be more awkward with women. It's not awkward. I was giving a shout out to the ladies in the room. Yeah, I'm sure they appreciate that. <laughs> they do. They, I'm sure they like me. Okay, I'm sure they do. Um, anyways. Are you done interrupting? Can I go through this for 20 seconds? I've been waiting for the last half hour. Jesus. Uh, all right. Ashley Hall, appreciate you. Charlotte, uh, Amiro, Katie, Paul Haywood, appreciate you checking us out. Um, Amor, Armani, Simon, Brianna, and my personal favorite of the week, the Dinosaur Podcast. Uh, appreciate everyone checking us out. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, buy a damn t-shirt from profoundlypointless.com backslash merchandise. <laughs> You fucked it up. But <laughs> I kept it going though. I, was I know. No one would, would I know. But thank you. But uh, pointless. <laughs> all right. Let's see here. Um, all right. You have to pick one of these, Nick. Uh, nacho cheese, string cheese, or canned cheese? Nacho cheese, man. I mean, you make it sound so easy. I'm going with canned cheese, motherfucker. God, that's such a fat kid thing. <laughs> Act like you've never been sitting alone or, or, or had some crackers and you're like man i wish i had some canned cheese right now yeah i never have they also make canned peanut butter which is kind of also a dog treat which i don't know what that means what but. do you mean canned peanut butter peanut butter always comes in a can they don't just hand it to you in a bag no like the canned cheese they make like canned peanut butter with the same kind of apparatus where it comes out you know you can spray it into your mouth that that is such, both of those are fat kid things. Even if you're not actually fat, like even if you're skinny, that's still a fat kid decision, right? Like I'm so lazy, I'm not even going to use my hands to peel the cheese or to eat the cheese. I'm going to squirt it into my mouth. <laughs> well, it's not processed at all, so I'm sure it's completely healthy. So Yeah, no, dude, cheese always comes straight from the cow right into the can. <laughs> 
Uh, and goat cheese does. Um, well, at least that's what they told me. Um, uh, say you're. Uh, <laughs> this one's kind of open ended, uh, but you, you get to you get to ride one piece of construction equipment. Uh, which one are you picking? Like a backhoe, a tractor? What are, what are you What are you picking? Wrecking ball. <laughs> That's what I would say. Yeah, sure. dude, wrecking 100%. ball. Wrecking ball. I've been in a bobcat. Those are fun as shit. <laughs> Any good stories or just that you've been in a bobcat? Uh, it involved a night of drinking and then me getting into a bobcat and basically driving it down the road. Don't leave your keys in a bobcat, man. Come on, construction workers. You got to be smarter than that. Some drunk idiot's going to take your bobcat out for a ride at three in the morning. You can't do that kind of thing. Uh, only in uh, only in Manhattan, Kansas, or Wichita, Kansas. Derby, Kansas. Keep guessing. Eventually, you'll Derby. get it right. Shout out to the Purple Pig, though. Come on. Hashtag bring them back. Um, and then uh, <laughs> I got into a conversation with somebody, so I figured I'd ask you, but... Uh, would you ever own a, a, a mini donkey? If like if someone offered you a mini donkey, would you take it just because they're cute as hell? No, because I had a roommate in college who thought it'd be a great idea to get a mini goat, and then you realize that a mini goat is not domesticated in any way and is going to shit all over your house. <laughs> well, I mean, they they look pretty cute from what I've seen. You, <laughs> wow, you actually got a mini goat. Okay, that sounds yeah. terrible now that you say that. It's but. fucking awful. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I would get a mini goat without uh, knowing anything, but uh, you know, it, it is what it is, I guess. No, I mean any of those kind. Unless you have like a large space for them to be, if you've got any kind of a situation where they need to be in your house or in a small area, they're gonna fuck your life up. <laughs> Just start shit. They seem like like mini goats seem like they could be little assholes too. Like, oh, I would lay down on the floor and like try to play with the thing. And it would rear up like it was going to headbutt you and scare the shit out of me. <laughs> was this after a night of drinking that involved, uh, you know, oh, this was, some kind of... This was stone sober. But that thing, I mean, granted, it wasn't more than probably 20 pounds. But you got a 20-pound animal that is clearly, in terms of athletic proportion to a human being, much more athletic. Rear its head up like it's going to just fucking deck you. And you got to get out of the way. That's pretty. That's a little terrifying. <laughs> wow. I, I, I didn't think you'd have anything of, of real, uh, you know, contribution here. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested in your mini goat stories. You talk to me about animals, son. <laughs> got my degree in animalology, bro. Animalology. What? All right. Are, you, uh, are we? Are we? Are we on our top five? I'm kind of excited about this top five, actually. Uh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Pre- promo it up. Are you are you ready or not? I am ready. I just yes, I'm ready. I, I I'm gonna have some issues probably trying to explain some of the things that I put on the list, but I, I'll get through it. Well, everybody's used to that. <laughs> That's why they tune in is to hear me stutter. I would say only one out of every five thoughts that you have is a coherent thought. The rest is all like, what the hell is he talking well, about? Well, heroin is heroin and cocaine, man. Before 30, that, uh, that'll do it. Do yeah. It you. you gotta live. You look, it's your life. Live it the way that you want to. If you want to, <laughs> you want to load up an eight ball before 1030 in the morning, do you. <laughs> as you, as you say, uh, quite frequently, it's, it's your life, man. You know, you do what you want with it. Yeah, but drugs are, you know, hardcore drugs are not good. People. <laughs> 
probably we, avoid that. Preview. Can we just move on? Yeah, dude, I've been five. waiting for you forever. Okay, so this our top five is top five things impossible to look cool while doing. What's your number five? Uh, I have plunging a toilet. I don't know. I think that, man, if you've got some good forearms, you could look like a badass plunging a toilet. <laughs> my my thought for having this on is, is no matter how, how badass you look, muscular or anything, if you're plunging the toilet, you're going to get that shit, that water that bounces back up and hits you in the face or hits you in the arm or you're getting shit water on you. And, and you just ne- no one ever looks cool plunging a toilet. Even if you try to play it off, you never look cool. I, I think the person plunging the toilet could look cool, right? Like if you walk in there, you're looking like Mr. Clean basically come in there and you just rip that sucker out of there. Now, I would agree with you, the person watching someone else plunge, plunge a toilet who is probably responsible for the toilet getting clogged, that person has – it's impossible for that person to look cool. But I think if you had some good – like you had some arms on you, you could kind of look like a badass going in there and really plunging a toilet. All right. Fair enough. My number five is at the self-checkout line in a grocery store. Can you explain further? I don't understand how that makes you look stupid. Like while 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 you're trying to be cool, I don't understand. Because everybody struggles with putting the thing on the scale, and then they got to find the barcode, and then they put it down, and then it doesn't work right, and then they got to figure out what they're supposed to be doing. Everybody basically looks like a jackass at a self checkout line. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I, I don't. I don't really like. I, I've used it a lot. I don't think I've ever looked like a jackass. Have you ever had one go smoothly? Like you just walk up there, you just bing, bing, bang, boom, and you're out. And you have to have more than more than five items. I mean, you. I mean, usually. I mean, I. I don't remember. I can't recall a time where I was like, man, I'm, I look like a like an idiot. I do get anxiety going through like you know putting. They have the self self checkout lanes, you know, where you can put all your groceries. Then I feel like I look like an asshole because I'm putting like 90 things or 100 things on the belt, right? But if I'm just going to do two or three things, I, I, you know, whether I have to wait or not, I don't think I look stupid. But. Wait a minute. You've got you've got stuff in Detroit that they've got a whole belt? Maybe I'm yeah, seeing my stores are all just the small places where you don't really have any room and you're just crunched in there. Uh, I mean, yeah, so there's – yeah, so there's the, like the little – self-checkouts that are meant for 12 items or less and then some of the stores have actual lanes that you know are self-service but they're full lanes so like people will take their entire cart of groceries or whatever and and do it that way just for our audience who may not be familiar with john's position on grocery stores just keep in mind the fact that this is a guy who has difficulty operating a full-size shopping cart Anyways, uh, my, my number four, I have uh, chasing an animal if it gets loose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty difficult. Like, you're just going to look like it. You look stupid because the animal's going to make you look stupid. And it's, everyone's like, hmm, that guy doesn't take care of his animals. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, whatever. Sparky, come here. And then the thing doesn't listen to you and it keeps running. And then you, like, try to stop, you know, like you're in command of the dog, like the dog listens. And then they just keep running, and then you have to figure out that you have to go chase them. So either way, you end up looking like a like an like an idiot. Right. It's awful. It's a terrible <laughs> position. Uh, my number four is taking a picture with an iPad. Oh man, yeah, that's that's a good one. Actually, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. That's a very good one. Yeah, yes, 
It's it's pretty self-explanatory. It's impossible to look cool doing that. Can I add? Can I put in uh, one of those those uh, sticks, the selfie sticks, too, in there? Yeah. I, I, every time I see someone take a photo with one of those, I'm just like, "Wow, this is where we've come as as a nation, as a world." Oh, here we go. I don't Anyways. actually, I don't actually mind the picture that somebody takes with it, but seeing someone in real life taking the picture, like from an outsider's perspective, is is ridiculous looking. <laughs> oh, that that is. You're right. This top five is actually pretty enjoyable. Um, my number three, I have uh, chasing after something that the wind has blown. Oh, that's exactly my number three too. I, I was trying to say, I just don't know what item. Like for me, uh, it's usually been like a dollar bills or like you know, um, like you know, my something for my kids, like a towel or something. What do you think that you look stupid or chasing? A paper-based product such as a receipt or a piece of paper, or like a bag, like a plastic bag. Probably the plastic bag. Yeah, I would agree. Because the plastic bag can really get up in the air, and I feel like it can change more. <laughs> I think it can change direction a little bit easier. I would agree with you on that, hundred percent. What's your number two? Uh, my number two is trying to look cool after just tripping on something. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, you know, that's we, a good. We've yeah, all yeah. done it, uh, you know. And then some people do that little. Where they just keep their head down and they just keep walking. Some people acknowledge it. Some people try to make it out to be a joke. But either way, you look like a fool uh, and you can never look cool after just tripping. I try to play it off and I'll be like, if somebody sees me, I'll just kind of go, did you get that on camera? (laughs) And keep walking, which is probably to me the coolest way to respond to that. Like, oh, you see that? You get it on camera? Fuck face. (laughs) Then keep walking. I think I just like I just walk away because if, if I actually like look around and see people laughing at me, I'm just gonna get angry. So, what is that? You your number two? That was my number two. Yes, my number two is putting together anything while reading instructions. I mean, once again, I I, I guess it's okay. I but I, we've I, like everyone does it, and I, I don't think people look stupid doing it. You How do. Else are you supposed to put it together. But you look stupid while you're sitting there confused with a hammer in one hand and the instructions that you can't figure out in the other hand and the desk that's just in pieces all over the floor you look like an idiot and your wife knows it (laughs) well we have documented about how your wife uh doesn't trust you to put anything up in the house anymore so i understand it now i think it makes sense it's an awful 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 thing what's your number one um so i posted this on my twitter but it's it's that little walk you do as you're crossing the street and, you know, you, you know, you, you start off and you're all clear to go and then it's about to turn red or turn green. So you like do that stupid little jog and you're like, wow, I must look like a complete asshole to that, all these people in their cars. That like foot shuffle first jog that people do. That, like, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> yeah. Nobody looks cool doing that. Not even The Rock. You know, if he ever did it, would he look cool? My number one is eating a banana. Uh, you know, I thought about putting something like for me it would have been salad, like someone eating a salad. But, oh but the yeah, ba- the bananas, the bananas are for sure number one, like a hundred percent. Yeah, nobody even even if it's like the most beautiful woman in the world, and she's doing it on purpose. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Don't make me keep explaining this. She still doesn't look cool. How do you eat a banana? 
Are you going to, do you peel it all the way or do you just peel the thing down a little bit? <laughs> so it's me, right? So I'm weird. Uh, I actually, I, I'll like break it off into like quarters or thirds and then I'll eat it that way. Okay. So like, I guess I, I peel it down to a certain extent and then I just, I just, you know, take off like little chunks and eat it. All right. Actually, actually, that's probably I, I'm credit to you. I think that's actually a pretty good. I peel the whole thing off, throw the peel away, and then just eat it naked, basically. Not me <laughs> naked, but I eat the banana naked. Take that however you want. Whoa. Dude, I just set you up, and you didn't take it. You didn't take it. I, I, I just didn't know. Like I was gonna fail executing the joke terribly. Yeah, that's true. I was, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I'm going to give you five seconds to prepare, and then I'm going to say it again, and let's see what you got. Oh, boy, I'm going to, all right, I'll, yes, okay. <laughs> I always eat the banana all at once. I peel it down naked and just eat it naked, shoving it in my mouth. <laughs> and as you're eating the banana, do you do you often wonder why God didn't bless you with Oh, uh, this is, that is, that is, that is terrible. That's terrible. That was so bad. That was as bad as it could have gone. That was worse than ever I could have imagined. I know. That's why I didn't say anything the first time. Wow. Okay. You, you say it and let me try. (laughs) So the, the way that I like to eat a banana is I like to, to strip, you know, strip it down naked. And then shove the entire thing in my my mouth while being naked as well. So when you shove the whole thing in your mouth, do you like test the depth, so to speak? Do you go all the way in and then back out a little bit and then try to go all the way back in again and get as much in your mouth as you can? Or do you just kind of gradually go? No, no. I just just like to relax at the jaw and just get it all in there. I like to really – you're, you know, really hunker down and just take it all in. I'm, I'm a hungry guy, so. I mean, I feel like that was better, but it's still like it's still too hard of a setup to really capitalize on the banana joke. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like it was a lose lose for me. Like either way, what I said was going to come off either really bad or or just just not well worded. So yeah, no, I agree. You failed miserably, and this all ties back to the first question I asked you, and that you don't have any kind of a plan. Listen, someone coming up with a response on the fly is not planning. That's being able to to be witty and and, and quick. And I, I just wasn't then. So, I admit it. So you're slow and dim witty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does this make you feel better by 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 making fun of uh, of me? Does this make you feel good? A little bit. <laughs> I'm glad. Glad I can provide you with something. <laughs> What's in your honorable mention? Hating you. No, oh, that's not very nice. I have uh, trying to kill a bug. Oh yeah, yeah. That uh, Egan looks stupid doing that. I also have running long distances. See, I don't. I think. It, I think. Some people can look cool running, right? Like if you're kind of a badass runner, you can look pretty cool running. It's any other kind of outdoor exercise that people look stupid doing other than running. Like if you're doing burpees outside, you look like an idiot. Are like those people doing yoga in the park? Always look any I don't understand. While anybody who ever takes a karate class at some point has to go do it in the park looking like a jackass. <laughs> Thanks, Ralph Macchio. Plus, they're never good. 
You never see the good people doing karate in the park. It's always like the shitty people who do it. <laughs> like like me, like where you can't get your, your foot, you know, three feet above the ground, but yet you still try. Yeah, ninja masters aren't doing karate in the park. It's always like, all right, team, this is our first group. Let's go do it in the park so everyone can make fun of us. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> Sorry to everybody, by the way, who is just starting out karate uh, and doing it in the park. By the way, we're not we're not hating on you, but kind of. That should actually be in the top five: doing karate in the park. <laughs> that should be up there. Do you have anything else in your honorable mention? No, not really. Uh, I have sitting on the toilet. Everybody looks stupid sitting on the toilet. I have kind of the same thing in sense of putting together furniture. You always look like a moron. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of Profoundly Pointless. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, share. I also want to make a special dedication for this episode. I want to dedicate this episode to my mom, Elaine Vinzant. She passed away on July 7th after it was sudden. But she passed away after a long battle with multiple sclerosis, which if you have any experience with that, it's just a terribly debilitating disease that in some ways robbed us of who she is long before she ever passed. But she was a great mom. I don't, I don't have any idea about what comes next. But I know I know that the people that we lose and the people that we miss are never are never really gone. I see so many parts of her in myself. I see those parts of her in my sister and I see them in my sister's kids and in my kids. So this episode is dedicated to my mom. I love you very much. And I I would say that I miss you. But you're still very much in my heart and in my head. So, I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.